going to do something a little different. I'm going to give my advice for being the best staff member ever. This is something that staff can listen to. It's also something that managers can share with their staff or gain a better perspective on their team. Giving, you know, a unbiased viewpoint on what it means to be a great staff member can help any staff member look at how they're doing things and how they could best improve. You know, being a manager myself, there are things that I really don't like having to deal with. And I've kind of written up this outline that is applicable to any manager. And it's really important that each manager also shares their expectations of what they need and want from their staff as well. So these are the things that have frustrated me and pretty much every single owner I've worked with in my career. I've seen what people look like at the top of their professions and what CEOs and owners find appealing when looking for great staff, amazing staff that never need a resume because the second they might want to move on, there's another five opportunities waiting for them. And these people are really rare. And it's frustrating, to be honest, sometimes watching potentially amazing staff throw this future away due to like the smallest things. So this is for anyone who wants to be at the top of your profession, to be sought after, to have the freedom to choose what kind of work they want and whom they'd want to work for. And it's also for managers who want to give a nice, clear expectation to future staff. Number one would be to ask your manager what they need and want from you. This should really be the first thing you do when you're new in a role. Sit down with every person in the business that you need to work with in order to do your job, especially your manager. Ask them about the staff member who performed the best and worst and why. Ask them what they need and want from you. Ask them how they want you to communicate with them. Ask them what their management style is like. Share with them what you need and want as a staff member and and really make sure that your expectations on each other are super clear. Number two, do not ask your manager a question until you know you cannot answer it. You look, you Google, you figure it out where you can. Know where are the pens or what date is it today or when is our meeting. These are lazy ways to operate. Figure it out first. And if you absolutely cannot, only then do you ask. Number three is don't ask things that are obvious. So I get very frustrated when people ask me things like, do you want me to help you clean the dishes? When there are dirty dishes sitting there, instead come to me and say, hey, the dishes are cleaned. Executives don't always like saying yes to things. I know that I don't. People don't really like to say yes to questions like that. Hey, do you need me to do the dishes? Well, yes, I do want you to do the dishes, but I also don't want to be like, come across like an asshole having to ask that question. So I guess anything you can do that takes things off your manager's plate or any sort of executive above you or even a colleague, to be honest, sometimes if you see that that needs help, I would just do it. Just jump in and do it and let them know what has been done rather than asking them if they would like it done. Number four is... Be a step ahead of your manager at all times. Plan ahead where you can, ensure you have thought ahead, bring ideas, potential issues, things that should be discussed. So if you know you're having a meeting, really, really figure out what you should have in place before you arrive so you, you're not kind of bringing any sort of problem that shouldn't be there. I mean, this is a super obvious one, but a lot of people don't do this. Number five is do what you say you'll do. This is so frustratingly uncommon and really should go without saying, but you know, unfortunately it's so rare that it makes those that do it look incredible. If you want to stand out as a staff member, you shouldn't have to do this, but it can make you stand out a lot. It's basically 
do what you say you're going to do. And a few things can help make this happen. For example, write every single order down. So if someone asks you to do something, write it down. If you don't, you'll forget. If you forget, you won't complete it. If you won't complete it, you'll look stupid. Um, so that's something that I think can help also make sure you agree on any timeline for each order. So if someone's asked you to do something, make sure that you request or state a time frame in which you'll get it done. If you don't, they'll be mad when you don't get it done, even if they didn't tell you when they wanted it. So if you've got someone that's like, I need you to, I don't know, send a report and you don't ask when later on, if you don't get it in that time frame, they're going to be frustrated, even though it's their job to tell you like in the ideal world, a manager should tell you when, but if they haven't, I suggest that you agree and request a timeline. I would also ensure that every single day you rewrite your list of things that you want to achieve for the day. Do it every morning that can help prioritize and catch anything that you might not have seen. If you have to email yourself, that really helps me when I forget things when I'm on the run. I don't have any you know, pen and paper. I just email myself something. Uh, and if you can't do it, let the person know your new time frame that you can do it or let them know you can't do it at all, but don't leave them wondering. You know, I find a lot of managers are like, have to chase and then finally they find out, it's like, oh, I couldn't do it because of blah. Well, why didn't you tell me like last week when that came up? So please don't wait for anyone to have to chase you. And I would take any follow-up as an insult. So if someone's giving you giving you an order and they have, you, they have to follow it up and chase it up later to see if it's been done, anytime when I was um, supporting managers in my career I would take that as an insult and be like okay I obviously didn't update them in enough time frame that they wanted for them to have to come and chase me to see if it's been done or not so those things can help you do what you say that you'll do number six is don't agree to do something you won't or can't do this can be tricky at times because you obviously want to please people you want to say yes you want to help but often I've seen so many things go wrong because someone just says yes knowing they can't do it it doesn't get done it actually makes them look more stupid in the long run and makes them look like they're not a person of their word, makes them look unproductive. So really make sure you handle any disagreement you have at the time it's been given to you, not later down the track. Just as a side comment here as well is, I think that the difference between, you know, a really great manager or staff member and an average one is not whether or not they can do it, but it's whether or not they take responsibility for it and find a solution. You know, managers have to find a solution. The junior often doesn't because they think the manager will. So who do you think ends up finding the solution most of the time? If you want to be the best, find a solution or at minimum suggest one because you'll be surprised. A lot of people assume, you know, their managers know more and they often don't. I'll be honest. They're just like fluking it. They're trying as hard as they can, but they're the type of people, normally a good manager that pushes through and finds a solution anyway. So if you really want to stand out as a staff member, I suggest you, if you don't know what to do, you make it your, your um, mission to figure that out. Number seven would be to master the art of communication. So I've noticed that the main difference between people who are at the top and everyone else is their ability to communicate. When you think about it, any you know relationship is essentially agreement and understanding and trust. And if you look around yourself and you find those that are able to communicate brilliantly tend to be successful as well. So if there's any way you can work on that through, you know, doing communication course or getting some training or coaching around that, I've just found that that gives you also confidence as a staff member and allows you to speak your mind. A lot of problems come between managers and staff because staff feel they can't communicate. Of course, sometimes that's the manager, but often it's just that they don't know how to approach something or don't know how to say something. 
Uh, and most of the time you think things are better left unsaid, but I often find those things come back to bite you. So if you have something that you do want to say, no matter how touchy or no matter what the topic is, instead of deciding not to say it, decide how to say it in the best way and do so, of course, when you're ready. Number eight is to go the extra mile. So if you see that something needs to be done, do it. Don't think, oh, this isn't in my job description. People who are awesome and highly regarded don't feel that they are above anything. So they help carry things. They help clean. They hold the door. They give people their seat. I've seen it. You know, people like this don't think they're too good for anything. That goes for managers too. They also do what needs to be done. So if there's something that needs to be carried, carry it. Sweeping, bins full, spill on the counter, clean it. These things seem so uh, small, but by gosh, they make such a huge difference. Um, just to, it's just so nice as a manager knowing that you have staff there that are really like on your side, a part of the team and willing to take responsibility. And so going the extra mile really does create that and can be super valuable. Number nine is to be clean and neat. So if your desk isn't the most organized, neat or clean, you know, you're setting yourself back in your office, you'll find the most productive and highly regarded people tend to have, not always, but tend to have the cleanest desks and offices. So, you know, it's kind of a good way to, to represent yourself as a high performing, amazing staff member by being the most organized or the most clean or the most neat. Number 10 is to, uh, not expect a pay rise for doing your job. Now, this is a real controversial topic and you know, I might get attacked for this one, but one of the most common complaints that managers have in my experience has been the frustration with staff who continually ask for more money for doing their job that they're being paid to already do. So if there was agreement on a wage to do a job, uh, you would, there would, why would there be an expectation for more money if your job doesn't change? So if you want more money, what's the value you can bring? If you want more money, be more productive. If you want more money, you know, work on improving your area, your role, coming up with ideas, taking on more responsibility. There are caveats to this. Of course, there's inflation and there's, you know, general price increases, there's title changes, but then that's a new job. Do you know what I mean? So if you're being paid something to do a role, it's just real frustrating. I mean, there's different sides to this as well. So maybe this is more of a back and forth communication case by case, but just as a general idea, if you want to stand out as a staff member, when you talk about pay and you talk about increases, come with a whole list of your achievements, come with a whole list of your JD and highlight everything that you've done, highlight things that you don't do and list the things that you do above your JD, because there's no harm or shame in recording your brilliance. And I find a lot of great staff can not leverage that enough and they don't keep track of how good they really are and you should so that if you are brilliant and you're looking for a better pay increase it's kind of documented in there another thing um, that I just want to say is that there's a list of kind of things that I want as a manager and that I've found most managers want and these are things like that's done or yep I did that already or well, I thought you'd ask that, so I went and did it anyway. Or I didn't want you to wait, so I did ABC for you. Or I thought you might need this, so I just thought I'd create it for you. Or I've already, I have this ready for your approval. If you just sign it off, I can go and do it. Or I have an idea that I want your input on. These are the things that I want. I also want updates on the things you're working on. I want information. What I don't want is, oh, I forgot. I haven't done it yet. I don't know. How do I solve this? I wasn't sure if you wanted me to do it, so I didn't do it not done yet um these are the kind of things i don't want so all the points that i've mentioned can hopefully emanate a certain presence you know if you can embody 
whatever you agree with out of what I've mentioned, it can give you some real power. It protects you. It gives you ammo if there's ever an upset or misunderstanding. Um, And I guess what you want to get to is make sure that if anything goes wrong with your effectiveness, it's not due to your action or inaction. That's like a little game I play with myself when I've been a staff member is if anything goes wrong, I make it my heart's intention that it's got nothing to do with me. Uh, Because that's when I feel good about my job is that I've done everything I could or I didn't do the things I shouldn't do. And so you've really got to be, if you want to be at the top of your game, you know, you have to kind of reach a little bit higher than that. Um, Your job is to be the king of your corner. You know, you, you know more information about your role than your manager will. Your job is to solve any problem to do with your role, to take responsibility. And where you don't know what to do, you propose a solution um a manager's job just as a side note to this is to let you know what your job is to allow you to do your job to validate you when you do things right to mentor you on the lessons they've learned to praise you to help you create ideas and make you feel more confident in yourself to provide some guidance and policy and direction um, and to also give you the boundaries and freedoms to do your job so don't get me wrong I'm not saying the cause of all upsets in a team is a staff member not being these things. There's a lot managers don't do. There's a lot they should do. But this can be a really great uh, platform from which you and your manager can sit together and go through all the things that you do well, things that you don't do well, and also open up the door to the things a manager doesn't do well. So look, every staff member, every company, every manager is different. But these are my top line Most important viewpoints that I find if any staff member adopts these and takes them on board, they can really stand out and be projected much quicker to their career goals. Hope that helps. See you next time. The Team Worth Having podcast is brought to you by Marnie Jones, the director of Talent X, a people agency dedicated to the organizing, hiring and managing of staff. You can find out more about TalentX by going to www.talentx.com.au. See you next time.